Hey guys, welcome back to another fun-filled edition of Soap Lore. We're in the bullet lane today. We are going to blaze through two episodes as quickly as possible, episodes 9 and 10 of Dynasty. I am bound and determined to get us all on one accord with all three shows being Falcon Crest, Dynasty, and Dallas. I think it's possible. I'm just going to shrink these down and condense them as quickly as possible. So grab something cold. I hope you enjoy it. All right, episode nine is called The Psychiatrist. So Blake is on his way to Rome. If you recall, Alexis was able to get Rashid on the phone, have a quick meeting with him. He has agreed to meet Blake. Now, Blake is still eating crow. He feels a little bit better because he has a gangster's $9 million check in the bank. So people are actually picking up the phone for him again. They're actually taking his phone calls. He gets all the way to Rome, feels bad about Crystal still moping around because, you know, she actually lost a kid. He, you know, can't imagine why she would still be upset, but he let her have it right before he left. He feels bad. He calls her. She's not really taking his calls. Side note, Crystal does a whole lot of nothing. I certainly hope as this series progresses, I hope she has a stronger role because she doesn't do anything other than get dressed and look sad for the most part. Onward we go. So in Rome... Alexis is staying at Rashid's villa and she's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. He'll be here in a second. But Blake, unbeknownst to him, he's going to be a sitting duck. He's going to sit there in that villa for more than a few days. Now, his original plan was to go over, speak to Rashid, get some paperwork signed, get the oil tankers back on U.S. soil so that he could sell them or sell them over there. I don't know how that works. And be home before breakfast on Sunday. However, that's not going to happen. I had forgotten that Blake is still sort of persona non grata. He mentioned this in the first season that basically people like him can smell blood. People know when you're not doing well. You remember that Fallon million dollar drop in the ocean? When you're doing bad, you're supposed to spend more money so that you look good. Well, Blake not only lost money, but he lost a case. He is still on parole. Everyone has, I had forgotten about that as a viewer. He's getting no love. Rashid is not going to stop any sort of vacation to come and chit chat with Blake Harrington. Now, Alexis, whether she planned this out fully or not, I really don't know, but it works out perfectly. Alexis is playing chess. She's got the long game in mind and she's trying her very best to secure her place once again in Blake's life. Now, does she do it because she cares or does she do it because she needs something? We don't know. And that's what makes it so good. That's what makes her character much more interesting. You know what I mean? She could be she could be doing one of a million things. And like she says, she fibs, she doesn't lie. So who knows? But either way, this villa is beautiful. They have no choice but to hang out and be rich and wealthy and enjoy the Italian sun. Well, on this particular day, Alexis comes strutting out in a purple one piece and a long shawl giving us legs. She is showing everybody, I don't care how, I don't know how old she is. She looks about 50 to me. Who knows? She's one of those women who is super glamorous. So it's like, you know, she's a woman of a certain age, but you just don't know what that age is. And she'll probably never tell. Anyway, she looks great. And she asked Blake to put a little lotion on her body, like on her back and her shoulders. And unbeknownst to him, she has hired the paparazzi to hide out in a tree to take pictures. Now, snip, 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 snip. You know, they take the pictures, click, 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 not snip, snip. They do all that. And one of the 
house guy's guards or something comes running in and he tells him, oh, I'm so sorry. There was a guy in a tree with a camera. He snapped her pictures. Don't worry. I'll be, I'm going to be on top of it from here on out. It doesn't really matter because that's exactly what Alexis wanted. She wanted those pictures taken so that they'll end up in a tabloid and everybody in the continental U.S. will know that Blake Carrington had his hands all over his ex-wife. Perfect plan. Rashid does eventually show up and he's, he's, he's treating Blake just like the gangster guy, Roy Ray, too many people with the same name. The gangster guy's henchman treated him. I'll show up when I want. My boss says this. He's talking about his, his highness or his excellency. So I don't know who Rashid works for. I thought Rashid was some sort of Shaw, but he, he seems to be the next best thing. You know what I mean? He's that guy. He's got the connections and Blake is forgetting that he is persona non grata. It looks like Rashid's not going to play ball, but Blake has done his homework. After all, he didn't become a billionaire off of his good looks. He's got, the, he's got a, what is it called? He's got moxie. He's got the, the get up and go. And he had enough forethought to do his research. Well, he didn't have a choice, obviously. He's got to be, he's got to show up prepared. Gets the deal. Bada bing, bada boom. He's excited. So excited, in fact, and so grateful to Alexis that he kisses her. Now, meanwhile, back in the States, the tabloids have gotten a hold of the story. Blake Carrington the runaway, he's on parole, so I don't even know why he's in Rome. But Blake Carrington, the murdering billionaire, is rubbing lotion on his ex-wife's back. And Crystal sees it, and she's, of course, distraught. She sees it because she actually decides that she's going to go see Dr. Toscani. Gets to his office. For whatever reason, he has tabloids inside his office versus in the lobby. I'm going to assume it's a budget thing, and they didn't have enough money in the dynasty budget to have like a waiting room and his office. You know what I'm saying? So she sees it in the office. She gets upset and she leaves. He makes chase after her. But before he did that, he woke up that morning. He being Dr. Toscani, he was minding his own business when surprise, surprise, who but Fallon Carrington shows up on his doorstep. The daddy issues with this kid never stop. She's going over to his house so that he can give her advice on whether or not she should keep her baby or basically maybe she goes over because he's a psychiatrist. I I keep forgetting that part. She's suddenly so in love with him, right? So it seems like she is asking advice from a lover, but the dude does not seem interested. He's just, he treats her like you would treat your little, like your little sister, right? She's wondering why Jeff is taking this so hard. And Dr. Toscani is like, well, it's his kid. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's upset. And she's going back and forth with, I'm not ready to be a mom. I enjoy only having to think for myself. This isn't even a marriage I want. I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to be a wife. This is not it. And he's like, basically just, you know, do what you need to do. But please understand that your husband is going to feel a way about it. And she tries once again to win his heart by saying, you know, if it was your baby, I, I would I would keep it. This is where, this is how women become really boring. This is how anybody becomes boring in a soap opera. You can't be that single-minded in your focus. The man is not interested. You would think Alexis, I guess she hadn't been with Alexis in 16 years. She needs to pull this little girl aside and put her up on game. Because she's very bratty and it's, you can tell that it's a turnoff. Everyone but her can tell that it's a turnoff. 
So Crystal calls to make an appointment, and I'm so sorry if I accidentally spilled this tea last week, but Crystal calls to make an appointment and Fallon immediately assumes that it's an affair. She can't wrap her mind around the fact that some people don't just wake up and get in their Gotham City villain car and drive around all day and shop. Some people need to get up and get ready for work, which is what the man is doing. So he's like, little girl, if you come in my house, don't first off, don't you ever. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if this is your first time listening to SoFloor, welcome. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. I need to let you know that I don't make up anything. But what I will do is extract the essence of a scene versus giving you a verbatim replay. Nick tells her with a very stern voice in so many words, mind your business. I am a man. I am a working man. I am a doctor. You got that little girl? Don't you question me about anything I do or don't do. Get your stuff. Get out of my house. And she's standing there shocked, probably a little bit turned on and just probably even more in love. She cannot take the hint. Meanwhile, Jeff is at his office asking for a friend. He goes up to another lawyer and he's like, hey, um, a friend of mine wants to know if he as a father has any rights during an abortion. Is there anything that can happen? And the friend knowingly looks into it and later on tells him, you know what, dude, there's nothing you can do. So Jeff spends the rest of this episode, Fallon's at home sulking. She's already made the appointment. He already knows everything about it. It's happening the next day. He decides, I'm just going to sit here in this chair and I'm not going to let you leave the room. Unfortunately, that doesn't work out for him. Now, this storyline, of course, there's a few other things that happen. There's a few things that happen with Steven, but we'll talk about that on the next part of our double header, our two a days, if you will. The only thing I will say is that Sammy Joe is one heck of a mechanic. She souped up his car. He won a race. Juices are flowing. Steven feels like a brand new man. He's going to be a race car driver, ladies and gentlemen. But back to Fallon. I wonder, you know, life always imitates art. And in certain situations, if you're in a bad marriage, things aren't working out right. I wondered how often women move on only to find out that they're pregnant. Apparently it happens more times than you think. I found about seven stories where women either knew they were pregnant and found the love of their life or found the love of their life and then realized they were pregnant by their ex. This particular story is quite pretty interesting. So this woman, this looks like it's over in England. She's 28 years old and she's eight months pregnant. She joins this dating app and I mean, she had no choice but to be up front. She let them know on the app right away that she was had a baby due in September. Well, she meets a guy and, you know, he didn't seem to make a big deal out of it. They talk back and forth. Now she's eight months pregnant, which means she's got less than two months. She really could have the baby at any point. She had the baby a couple weeks after joining the app. So the guy gave her a little bit of space and then they got together, got married and everything was great. I had to question to myself why I found that weird. I'm not going to lie. I found it a little bit off-putting at first because it makes me think naturally the first thing I thought is like, is this some sort of fetish? But, but why not? You know, a pregnant woman is still a woman. Nonetheless, she was single. She wasn't dating anybody. She wasn't married. Is it any different than dating a woman with a kid? That I don't know. I'd love to hear from you guys about that. This is potentially what could happen on this show. Is he going to date Fallon 
And I, I only say that because you never know on a soap opera, it could go any way. If it can happen in real life, I have to believe that somebody's it, that it's going to happen on the show at some point. That's basically the gist of this episode. There's like I said, there's a couple of other things that happen, but Crystal now knows that Blake is in Rome with Alexis. She had no idea. Steven is probably the most flip-flop person on the show and I still love him to death. Oh, our girl Claudia is on here a lot, but Claudia is working. Claudia is working like a real job. Every time you see her, she's filing, she's folding. And she has attracted the curious eye of Cecil Kobe. And we'll get to see how that turns out. I doubt he's, who knows? He might be interested in her for a number of reasons. I know that the Colby's is going to be a show for two years. So it's like, I wonder, I don't know. I'm excited to see what's going on. Note this, Crystal is now aware of the situation between Blake and Alexis, or it appears. It looks like they're having an affair. She doesn't know about the real kiss that they had. He doesn't know that the tabloids are out in the U.S. He has no idea. Toscani does make a move on her. I forgot to mention that. He, After he chased her out of the office for the tabloid, you know, he convinces her to talk to him. He's still being a good guy. Like he has yet to make a, a scumbag move, even though we know he wants to destroy Blake in some way or, or get revenge or make him pay. He hadn't actually made that very clear. He just keeps having those really scary, creepy flashbacks. But he is, let me think, how do I say this? He's been objective. He's been objective this whole time. And he's such an interesting, I would say he's the star of season two so far. Alexis, well, next to Alexis. Alexis is that girl. She is that chick. Tuscany is that dude. It really is all about them. It appears that the moment he saw Crystal, I thought he recognized her from somewhere. I actually didn't think he was going to get back at Blake because I didn't know he had anything against him. But I thought maybe he recognized her from the past. But apparently he's had a thing for her for a while. So he definitely makes his move and she kisses him. This is something else I had forgotten. Do y'all remember on season one, she definitely met Matthew with a Louis Vuitton bag filled with money to make sure he could get on his feet and start his company. But they fully made out. So when I see Crystal feigning innocence, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake has no idea about your full on dirty work. I'm bored with Crystal. Crystal needs something to do. She really does. She's tried to stand up to Alexis two or three times and it never really goes well. But we'll get into that at another time. We got to jump into the next episode. Episode 10. Sammy Joe and good old Stevie get married. Before we get to the new couple, we have to talk about Fallon in this episode. So when last we left, she was laid out in the bed. Jeff was guarding, quote unquote, one side of the bed. She could have easily rolled over and got up. Doesn't look like she needed to do that. Jeff is passed out drunk. He's had a rough day and he knocks out and she gets up as normal, probably takes a shower, does her thing and heads off to her appointment. Her appointment's for 1 p.m., but she thinks if I get there earlier enough, maybe they can bump me up. So she gets there and the nurse is like not having it, babe. Nope, nope, nope. This receptionist has a schedule she has put together. It is a tight schedule and she will see you after lunch, little girl. So Fallon leaves and she heads. I'll give you one guess. I'll give you half a guess. That's right, folks. She heads right back to Dr. Toscani's house. Now he opens the door and he's like, oh, 
gosh. It's literally all over his face. He's reeling because, okay, I have to tell you a little bit about this. Okay, so go ahead and refill. I'll wait. Actually, I won't. (laughs) So when Nick, last we left them, they were kissing. Crystal and Nick were fully making out only when she pulls away. He, you know, he turns into Fallon. Oh my gosh, I've wanted you since the first time I saw you. Didn't you feel the electricity when we met? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you're still listening to Soap Floor, thank you. This is another one of my essence speeches versus verbatim. Didn't you feel the electricity when we bumped into each other? And Crystal's kind of like, no, not at all. No. Okay, well, what about now, Sam? She's like, I feel a little something. Girl, you just made out. Fully made out. I feel something. And he tells her, Crystal, your man is in Rome with his ex. He lied to you. He barked at you for having a, a whatever. You know, he's, he's upset that you're upset. He's with his ex-wife. Are you still doing this? And she gets upset and she needs to leave. She feels like he's pressuring her, which he eh, sort of is. He's calling out the truth and it's hard to hear. Okay, so he's already upset by that. But again, this man has a J-O-B. He is a full-on doctor. He has a J-O-B and a PhD. He needs to get to the hospital. And this little girl once again shows up and he's like, oh my gosh, Fallon, again with this, what, what? She explains the situation that, you know, her appointment's a little later and she needs to hide out. And he's immediately, he knows it's because Jeff is looking for her. But, you know, he has other things to think about. Hide out if you want, do whatever you want. So she goes back to the clinic Around one o'clock, she gets everything set up. She signs in. She gets into the waiting room. She goes back into the office. They put her in the gown. She's about to be wheeled out. When Blake arrives, Blake has flown in from Rome and he must have run into Jeff who told him where she was and that she was going to get rid of the baby. So Blake runs down or drives down. Actually, you know what? It just occurred to me. I don't think I've seen Blake drive anything ever. Blake gets not Michael. God, I hope Michael shows back up. I really miss messy Michael and all of his accents. I really, really do. I can totally see why why Matthew didn't make it, but Michael should have stayed. Anyway, he gets in his limo and he heads down to the clinic as quickly as possible. He arrives just in time. For the nurse who is playing no games, the one with the schedule to keep, she don't care who you are. I don't care if you're at Carrington. She's in surgery. You need to go sit down. Sir, have a seat. Right as he deflates, we see Fallon coming down the hallway crying. She just couldn't go through with it. And I bet it's more because of Blake than it is because of Stephen. I mean, not Stephen, because of Jeff. Initially, the only reason she got pregnant was to compete with Crystal, so... At least she won that, you know, she lost everything else, but she won that. Our girl Claudia is still hard at work. And like I said, she's already attracted the attention of Cecil. He has asked her on a lunch date today. So she shows up and she's like, hey, how are you? They're chit-chatting back and forth. He's asking about her living accommodations. And Claudia is proud. It feels good to not be looked at as crazy. She's actively pouring into herself and her future for Lindsay. And she doesn't mind that she lives in a small apartment. She's out of the Carrington mansion. She's on her own. She's healthy. She's doing her thing. She feels productive. 
And he's like, you know, that's great and everything. But if, if you'd like, if you'd like a little more luxury, I have a couple penthouses in my building. I'm, I'm happy to let you use them. She, of course, declines and she's not really catching on that he's he's fishing for something. So he go ahead and he lays it out. He's like, you know, Claudia, I know all about your story and I can only imagine how rough it all is for you. I'm going to help you find Matthew. I'm going to help you. I have people all over the world and we're going to get this licked. And she's super excited. And he tells her that he's actually found her. He's actually found her. He knows where they're at. They're in Brazil, but it looks like they're moving in and out of different countries in South America. And so she's excited and she's like, oh my gosh, this is the best news ever. I don't know how I'll ever repay you. And he just kind of smirks. So we will see what that bill is when it comes due. Now, Stephen and Sammy Joe. I'm going to stop doing that, guys. I didn't know that Ohio was considered the country. I'm really, really confused because when they're talking about her, for those of you who don't live in the continental U.S., I feel like Ohio is considered north, north of the Mason-Dixon. I don't know much about Ohio. I know it's the Buckeye State, good down-home people, middle America, but the way she talks and the way, you know, they talk about her, they're making it sound like she's from, like she's real country. I don't know how that works, but Stephen and Sammy Joe are about to get hitched. One more tiny little tidbit. I forgot to mention that Jeff, of course, is kind of running all over town. He's upset and he's gone to Cecil's office. This is before Cecil went to lunch with Claudia to confront him. He's like, hey, did you pay basically $9 million so that I could marry Fallon so that you can merge your company with Blake's? And Cecil's answer was very interesting. He was like, mm, I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. I don't know why Jeff needs this. It's kind of strange to me that he would need this confirmation. I don't even think it matters at this point. He's already quit. He's already kind of walked off. Why does he need to go there? Who knows? So Stephen and Sammy Joe. Now, after last week's win at the racetrack, Stephen was all pumped up. You know, he's all in his emotions. That's the thing with Stephen. Stephen can't sift through his emotions properly. Excitement is love to him. Sorrow is love curiosity is love. You know what I'm saying? Every person he meets, he falls head over heels in love with. And then he gets bored two or three days later. It's like, you need to let your emotions run their course before you make any major decisions. That's good advice. You can take that to the bank. So after the race, Stephen heads back to that cabin, that famous cabin that he took Claudia to. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So he and Sammy Joe head to the cabin and we see them the next morning and they are both glowing. They're so happy. They're so... Sammy Joe is smart. Sammy Joe recognizes what it would mean to be attached to him. Not saying her feelings aren't genuine. Who knows? I think maybe they are and it just, she happened, there happens to be a bonus with this. Steven is telling her how exciting he was. He's going to quit the oil refinery. Surprise, surprise. And he's going to become a race car driver. And she's pumped. She's like, hey, I can be your pit crew. She really could because she's, I mean, she's going to be doing all of the mechanical work around the house. Steven is rich. Oh, no, he can do that work. That's right. I forgot he worked on a whole rig. Great. It's going to be a great team. He then tells her, see, this is that thing. You're caught up in the emotions. Everything is fun. It's like, this is for all my introverts. I'm an outgoing introvert. You know what I mean? I enjoy my time by myself. 
And sometimes I'll get, you know, if I'm out with people and I'm having a really good time and they make plans, hey, let's do this tomorrow noon. Yeah, 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 that sounds good. When I wake up the next day, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, dang, why did I, why did I, why did I open my big mouth? This is one of those moments. Steven is like, he's still caught up in the excitement of everything that just happened. He's got a new career. He's going to jump on it. It's, it's awesome. Oh my gosh, Sammy Joe, let's get married. And so they do. They go to the courthouse. She looks quite beautiful. I don't know where she got the dress. She goes to the courthouse and they're married. And that's really all they talk about. They don't really come up on the show anymore. Everyone's back at the home. Everyone's back home. Fallon's resting in bed. Blake is reassuring her that she did the right thing. Alexis is talking to some PI. She wants to dig up some dirt on Crystal. Ever since, I think had Sammy Joe never shown up, she might not have looked into Crystal's past anymore, but Sammy Joe was kind of talking a little too much when they first met. So now she's curious. Crystal has seen the tablet. We all know that. When Blake gets home and he goes to the bedroom, he sees that Crystal has seen it. And he tries to convince her that nothing happened, omitting the fact that he kissed and made out with Alexis. Crystal omits the fact that she made out with Dr. Toscani and she just spends the rest of the uh, rest of the show with an attitude. She leaves at some point and she goes and she gets in this phone booth to call back to the house. Now Blake's there and Alexis has come in to borrow some more food. I don't know how this woman has money to fly around the world, but she didn't have money to hire somebody to deliver something or hire her own maid. You know what I mean? She's always borrowing food from their house. So his hands are full. He can't answer the phone. So Alexis answers it. And of course, it appears to Crystal as if they were having this secret rendezvous while she was gone. Now, this is where I say Crystal needs something to do. The story is falling quite flat. If Crystal were Sammy Joe or if Crystal were Fallon and she's seeing all these things, you know, she's much younger. You're 19, 20, 21. I would expect you to to assume these things. They're irrational. But Crystal, you are a full grown, twice married woman. She's she's got to come with something else, y'all. Thank you for joining me on this one. This turned out a little bit longer than I thought it would, but that's okay. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We will be back to Falcon Crest Friday next week. Everything will be back on its normal schedule, but we're going to burn through the next few episodes so that we can all be on the same episodes across the board. We're pretty close, okay? I'll talk to you guys soon. Remember to stay hydrated and keep all your drama on TV.